It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Moto Racing Weekly. I got to tell you, over the weekend, I was listening to uh, uh, some great radio, some old radio, and one of the shows had jerry lewis on it and uh i actually had a chance once to ask jerry lewis a question it was at uh at, at, at iowa state university and he said yes the white gentile in the pink shirt that was me <laughs> i think you have that shirt now tony and uh, i said well jerry according to uh many of us of one of the favorite things you do is say hey lady like that right so i said where was that what what, what was the occasion he said that the dean and i were at the copa in uh, in miami doing a show and the stage and the fans were very close and it was a short ceiling a lady sitting right in front of him doing his bit stood up and uh right in the middle of his bit and he says he's <laughs> just out of the blue said hey lady so that's the hey lady story and i know a lot of you who have written in uh have wanted to know that story oh so. i'm sure there's a ton well, of people I've got, two, I've got at least dying to know yeah, i've got at least one tweet um the, uh, actually that's from my wife lines are ringing yeah, yeah they're just off the, off the hook, hook. Uh, well they're probably wait, ringing wait, wait, because wait, wait. before we, have we a guest. go to michael Locke, which Let's, is way better you want to do that time spent way better you want to go to michael i'm just curious when you say you were listening to some old radio yeah what are you talking about? So I get, I get, I get online and I listen to okay, all time okay, radio. Okay, so you're a weirdo. You're one of those weirdos that get, gets online, <laughs> listens, watches YouTube. It's called entertainment at, at three in the morning. I, I got to do something. Uh, I just can't. I was just going to say I can't sleep either. I'm well, with you. I just watch old motocross videos from the 90s. Well, uh, that was, and, and and I know you follow Bob Hanna. And the last four laps of every Springfield mile. <laughs> Let's go to our guest. Dude, the last four laps of every Springfield. Springfield Mile are some of the most exciting racing you'll ever see. Agreed. And with that, let's go to our next guest, Michael Locke. Michael, America Flat Track has, uh, you guys have caught fire, dude, and I am so pleased that uh, we've we've been there since the beginning with you. But um, can, can you explain to our listeners what's changed? Boy, I wish I could, other than um, the racing that's always been good. Um, we've just taken to a broader audience. Um, we just managed to find the key that unlocks the door um, to take this magnificent sport um, to a much bigger audience. And, uh, you know, we have to thank our partnership with NBC. Uh, That's been been a a big part of it. Um, And and all the investment we've made together with with our uh, friends at NASCAR in building out the fans' choice um, streaming, which takes it to um, an international audience, and the participation of, uh, of, of some manufacturers who've really stepped up to the plate. Um, and, uh, you know, as I say, the, the, the sporting action's been good for decades. You know, you guys know that. We know that. Um, but we've managed now to put it on a national stage, and, uh, and, and people are hot for it. Michael, do you, th- do you think that uh, kind of... I wouldn't say the resurgence of a brand, but kind of the domination of a brand this year 
and maybe not Harley being as dominant has maybe played a little bit into it and just kind of the resurgence of maybe going back to a grassroots uh, form of racing has really been the catalyst there? Um, yeah, one of the catalysts, for sure. Um, I mean, you're right, that the Harley-Davidson's been synonymous with the sport for a decade, and Harley's cast a big shadow over the sport. Uh, you know, the XR750 is the most successful racing motorcycle of all time in any discipline. It's a magnificent machine. Harley, Harley dominated the sport for four decades with it, and we've had investment made by other manufacturers in the last couple of years, not, you know, not least of which Indian, who brought a fantastic new machine um, to the grid. Um, and it's been so successful and it's so easy to ride competitively that, um, that half the top private teams in, in pro flat track racing have adopted that motorcycle. So you know, the pendulum has swung, but um, I can tell you the pendulum's going to swing again. Uh, nothing stays forever. Uh, you know, that's racing. Um, so what is dominant in 2018 may, may not be in 2019 or 2020. And that's what people are turning up to see. I got to, uh, what I'm, I don't know if I'm surprised, but I just, I've, I've really taken notice that, um, you guys have done this resurgence of a brand as Roman put it. You guys have really, um, turned the series around to where it's super popular now for the most part without energy drink money. And I do see some rock star signage out there, and it, but it's not in your face, you know, on the number four bike and others, but it's not in your face like it, it is in Supercross. I right. mean, it's monster everything. And if you're road all the racing top, too, all, right? Road racing too. And, and is uh, is that uh, where's that where's that energy drink money, Michael? Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ask those guys. Um, I mean, I can tell you that there there is monster energy money in our paddock. Mm-hmm. Um, they support riders. Sure. Um, you may you may see the profile of that energy drink brand higher in the paddock next year. Um, that's just possible. You may also see with the emergence of um, an official factory team from KTM next year, you may see that uh, Monster Energy's deadly rivals, Red Bull, are um, are visible in our paddock. Wow. Um, you may also see um, as Husqvarna managed to put their um, they're towing the water this year, and, and they supported Shana Texter, who ended up being third in the championship and, and thrilling people all year. You may see um, Rockstar um, oh. raise their game next year as well. Holy so, cow. so from my point of view, if I can get those three big players all in our paddock with no one dominating, Huge. no one being wallpaper, that would be an ideal solution. I'll put in a 50-pound uh, bag of sugar, and we'll call it even. How I'm about that? I'm surprised that... <laughs> Why not get PBR? <laughs> I'm just, right? They did they did advertise in some arena cross last year. That was good. You know, I, I think that uh, it's just that mindset of of it's in my paddock, but I'm but it's not plastered all over from a from the promoter speaking. Oh, you're you're got your promoter hat on. I'm talking to Michael's the promoter. Oh, um, that is odd conversation to hear. That it, those are odd words coming from the promoter. That I think it's a success if the energy drink companies are spending money with our teams, rather than our bail covers or our whatever. You know, it just seems like that is odd to hear. In my opinion, look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not suggesting to you that we would turn anybody's money down um, at all. Of course, um, this sport's nowhere near. 
well-funded at any level, whether it be at team level or, or at series level, we, we, could, we could do with more support. Um, but we're playing the long game here. Um, and, you know, I've just come back from Las Vegas. I was in Las Vegas at the weekend. And, uh, took my management team there to uh, be observers at the Monster Energy Cup, which is a, a sensational event um, and really is a benchmark within motorcycle racing for how you, uh, how you stage and execute an event, which is why we're there. Um, and everywhere you look, there's green um, in, in, in that stadium. Every single place you look, there's green. Those guys fund um, uh, the event uh, and are very visible. Um, and it's obviously a success. But we are playing the long game with Flat Track. Look, Flat Track's been around for a long, long time. And it went into the shadows for a while, and it's now coming out. And I'm looking five, ten years down the road um, at how we scale the sport, and we make it into a true uh, national American sport and championship. Right. The people are having water, water cooler talk on Monday about the race they saw on Saturday night, Love either it. on TV or at the event. And so we... we we're in the investment stage at the moment, and you can see that with the venues we're going to, with the, uh, and the way we're reorganizing the sport. If, if, prom- if promoters at local level do partnerships with any kind of brand, I'm delighted for them. At series level, we want partners who are going to be with us long term as well. But we're trying to innovate. Um, it's not just about real estate at the events anymore. It's about um, a partnership that entertains fans and. Um, we're embarking on a couple of those for next year, um, and and you may see energy beverage around, um, or you or you may not. Um, I would suspect you will see quite a few of them um, prevalent in the paddock and putting money where it's needed most at the moment, which is at team level. You know, our riders are not compensated right. anywhere near to the level of the skill, commitment, and risk that they put in. Um, they are lagging behind motocross and supercross. Um, stars and even road race stars sure. we need to get that money to the athletes um, that will uh, encourage a future generation of athletes which we will desperately need there are going to be more rides than riders in two years in this sport so that is on with, awesome with, to with, hear we, well we need to get on with developing um world-class talent not just talent that can that can race in uh, in backwater national events but um American flat track has an opportunity to become a major sport and to even go international to do exhibition races around the world and to raise the profile. I need I need talent and professional talent in the paddock, and I think we're on a fast and create. So if we can direct energy uh, beverage money and other money directly to the teams and to the athletes to incentivize the next generation, that's a good investment for me, Michael. That again, very heartening news to hear. There are going to be more rides than riders. That is not what we hear at most any other level or uh, any discipline. other uh, discipline that we speak with about. So wonderful, great news. I'm going to go ahead and ask the tough question as we've now had you on a multiple times. Clearly, Indian has translated wow. very recently this week. They're very. Uh, solid race motorcycle they've converted it into a street bike they are literally um capitalizing capitalizing on the 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 popularity and the success of their bike can we get any of the other guys to do it i mean 
and I have to believe, and sales will prove it out, that bike's probably going to be a smash hit in the showrooms. It looks exactly like the race bike. It's rad, and it's street legal. It's gorgeous. The, the only other people off the top of my head that I could see doing that would be KTM. Just well, because and, they and, do it with all But Yamaha bikes. could do it. Kawasaki, the Kawasaki bikes that Yamaha and Kawasaki have on the racetrack mm-hmm. are totally based on their street bikes. And for that matter, so is the, Har- the Harley. The XG is a, was a street bike. I, I think that the um, the future is bright uh, in this respect. I think the Indian have been brave and have made uh, substantial investment. And um, whether it by luck, by, be by luck or by judgment, um, they've carved out a great space for themselves uh, in the sport. They followed it up with a street replica, which is super smart. Uh, as you guys say, the bike looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I saw it in New York City um, uh, just over a week ago when we did a, a flat track preview party uh, in Manhattan and an Indian brought that 1200 along and then they brought it to our awards party and Jared Meese rode it uh, up onto the stage. The bike is awesome. And, you know, I worked for a decade um, for Ducati and I look at that Indian FTR 1200. That is an American reinterpretation of a Ducati monster. Absolutely wow. right. Wow. Absolutely um, right. And, 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 but that bike in the U.S. was always an import. A Ducati Monster was an import, which meant it always had a niche audience. The, the beauty of the Indian is it speaks American to Americans. Um, so I, I think that that motorcycle will do very well. I think that it will spawn, um, uh, uh, it will spawn competitors um, uh, from obvious brands and maybe even not so obvious brands. And we, we could possibly be just looking at a golden era for um, twin-cylinder couldn't agree more. Middleweight, um, modern, high-tech, but classic line motorcycles, which is what the industry is crying out for. We need something that's going to get people's heart fluttering. Uh, if, if people don't get excited and, and don't get their blood pressure up on motorcycles, we're all dead. Um, so we need motorcycles that make people go weak at the knees um, and not in, a, not in the respect of, oh, my God, that thing's so intimidating, I can't ride it. Uh, more in the in, in the arena of oh my god I need to ride it and I think the Indian does that um, so we hope it will be a big success uh, I, I I trust that it will be and I think that you will see a new fight um, between manufacturers in middleweight stylish motorcycles that take their style from flat trackers whether they're old or new and and this could be exactly what the industry needs. Um. Can we do anything with Jared Mees? Can we put him, make him start from the back row every, every race? So we have uh, that's not <laughs> ten. Fair. He has to start backwards, like we do with you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> ten wins, and Brian Smith, who missed some races, right? He he won the last couple, and and he won. I think he won three, maybe this year. But he won three of the last four. He won three. Okay. Of the last okay. Four yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then nobody else won anything but one. I mean, the the Kubeth won. Jake won. Uh, Henry got one. Briar got one, and I, I and Carver. You, I spend a lot. I spend a lot of time around Jared Mees, maybe more than is healthy for anybody. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and Jared is um, uh, a gener- He is an athlete of his generation. Um, he. We will look back at the period of Jared Mees racing and say that was one of the great champions. Um, you know, he's fast. He's aggressive. Um, but that's only two parts of the picture with Jared Mees. His dedication to training, nutrition, um, constantly pushing himself, 
assembling a team around him of people who are like-minded. Um, no, no individual is that dominant. It, it's, a, it's a group effort of which he, he's, at, he's at the center of it. And um, so, you know, Jared won 10 races this year out of 18 and, and, and was on the podium uh, in every race. Uh, and it was only removed from the podium in a race because we, uh, we, we, we caught his bike with an illegal tire on it. Otherwise, he would have won that one as well. Um, so he's a, dominant, he's a dominant force in the sport at the moment. Um, but who knows next year? Right. Jared's not going to go away, but some other guys are, are, are coming up fast. I think the, 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 uh, the Ricky Howerton and Brian Smith combination next year is going to be very interesting. I just spent two years being the Indian factory team. Uh, and, and working that from the inside. And now they're going to go and do their own thing. Uh, and, and Brian is red hot to come back. I mean, he, he had a rotten year. First half of the year, you know, he had a big accident in Dallas uh, that put him out of action for a while. Then he had to have um, uh, retrospective surgery on an old injury, so that took him out again. But when he came back, he won three of the last four races, and he looked red hot. Um, don't think that he will he will not be on the gas next year. And don't think that, Jeffrey Carver, who's now got a year under his belt working with the uh, working with the FTR and his team, less than a year of working with the FTR, he will be on the pace next year. Henry Wiles was unbelievably consistent all year and has got the confidence, the self confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, Henry Wiles is you know inter- intergalactic champion at least in his own mind, and that's half of it. Um, so I, th- I think we're going. I think we're going to have a real dogfight next year, uh, um, much more than this year, and I think Jared thinks that as well. Michael Locke, uh, the CEO of American Flat Track, joins us here on uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Michael, uh, do you get to, in your uh, position, I presume you might have some insight. I can't imagine Harley-Davidson in his any way happy with the situation that's resulted in them being deposed uh, ostensibly for now two seasons in a row. I, I, I mean, are you seeing... They, they need a watershed development point. They, they clearly need to do something large stroke, not a small stroke or something a rewarming different. of the bike. Yeah. And are they, are you getting any sense from the factory or anyone involved with the factory that maybe that's in the works? Well, um, you'll have to ask <laughs> them about that. Um, all I can say is I, I expect them to be much more competitive next year. Hmm. Yeah, and they again. I they hmm. they have a long and storied history with this sport, with racing in general. It's part of their brand. It's uh, part just of as DNA. much as anyone else's. Yeah. And their their race department cannot be happy with it uh, having it up. handed to them. The the all the internet experts that are bagging on on uh, Terry Vance and the crew. You know, like. Like he's a bozo and he doesn't know. What oh he's yeah, doing. he you hasn't I mean? won like, enough. He hasn't won enough national titles to it, be exactly. an absolute. <laughs> I mean, a, a landmark yeah. of racing. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that anyone, even even all those uh, basement experts, um, could uh, could argue that Terry Vance is not a giant in motorcycle racing. Exactly. And the Harley Davidson has fifty percent of the motorcycle market in the U.S. and a lot of muscle. And a lot of pride. So they have a lot of engineers. Thinks, yeah, a lot of really oh, good oh, engineers. But I think also, both, Michael. Both guys, yeah. You you touched on something that that, uh, that okay. So Harley owns half half the market in the United States. Sales wise. Sales wise, they are absolutely sliding backwards in sales. Now we can talk about Indian and how much 
how much Polaris is doing, but they're such a s- small. It was it's such a small numbers that they're so they can see huge growth. Right. But but also I I think you know to you, to touch on what you said, Michael, about the the motorcycle and and what the market wants. The the uh, the big Harley Davidson that I rode to to Springfield from Davenport that you guys schedule on top of by the way, um, <laughs> still not happy about that. <laughs> no, he cries about it all the time. But uh, no, actually it worked out great. But um, the bike that I rode to Springfield, you're seeing less and less and less of those being sold, and it's like the stuff that I saw Harley coming out with. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that doesn't scream. I need to ride that to well, me. They've got a lot of stuff coming though. They're they're going all in on the electric I, if, it, I, I don't mean, want to ride an electric motorcycle you, you PJ. don't but i mean they're they're reading I, the tea leaves i scramble when i can't find a, a <laughs> charger for my phone i get you should have seen them earlier it's i no was joke. i'm like do you have no a joke do you have this kind of port and i'm at the you know what i mean so like i don't want to ride an electric motorcycle so i don't but maybe i'm 41 and i and i'm not the actually it's our generation that is probably the biggest proprietors of motorcycles right now which is sad and and I think that we we as a group have to get young people throwing their leg over motorcycles because I think the side by sides industry is killing motorcycles. That's the worst thing they could motorcycle companies could have ever done is invented a side by side. Do you agree, Michael? Boy, uh, I don't think the farmers would be as happy to say that though. Uh, yeah, I look. But I, I worked I worked in the motorcycle business um, since the nineteen eighties. Uh, since the late 1980s, and have seen uh, upward cycles and downward cycles. We, we we had the perfect storm come in 2009 with a uh, with a, a financial crash across right. the whole of the Western world, which decimated people's 401ks, decimated the value of their properties, whether they're their primary property or the secondary property. Um, people got scared. Um, that perfect storm came at the time that the baby boomer market was peaking, uh, in its um, uh, in its purchases in the motorcycle. So what happened was the motorcycle industry fell off a cliff. Um, it's still recovering from that. And a lot of the uh, motorcycle OEMs uh, are much more adept at telling you how good it used to be than how it's going to be in the future. <laughs> but, but they'll work it out. They'll work it out because the ones that don't work it out will go away. And, and you know, it's funny. I talk to um, uh, people at BMW and at Triumph and at Ducati who are all recording the best sales they've had in the U.S. since they got here. Um, and, w- and when I say since they got here, I'm talking Second World War. Really? Um, wow. so, so what's happening there? Yeah, BM- BMW are selling eighteen to 20,000 motorcycles a year in the U.S., which compared KTM's to Harley's killing it too. And KTM is killing it. And, and, and Ducati has, has turned itself into this beautiful brand. And Triumph has got an enormous following. So these niche brands are doing uh, very well. Where the challenge is, is obviously, you know, when you have 50% of the market and the market takes a dump, you're going to get hurt. And that's Harley-Davidson. And and their greatest strength is this iconic brand for baby boomers is also their greatest challenge is how do you make that brand relevant for future generations? But it's not my job to speak on their behalf, but I can tell you they're on it. Those guys are absolutely on it. And if you look at um, some of the concepts they've floated, out there in the last six months, uh, nine months, of future motorcycles, there's some interesting stuff in there. And they will not stop until they get it right because they have too much to lose. So I, I wouldn't write an epitaph for Harley-Davidson just yet. Um, and, and also, at the same time, I wouldn't pigeonhole 
Indian as a Harley wannabe. Right. I think that if, when you look at the FTR 1200, that, that motorcycle is an early warning for where Indian's going. Yeah, Indian they're going. Ambition. I think they're aiming at Ducati and KTM. Clearly, that's, I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. They've built a race engine and then put it on the street. Yeah. American right, Flat Track right. has you, an, announced a provisional 18 event schedule, Michael. Can you talk about that before we lose the time? Yes, um, we uh, we announced the uh, as you say the, the provisional schedule um, last week at our awards party. Um, it's it's largely not very different to the uh, twenty eighteen schedule. Um, there's a couple of uh, new venues and a couple that we weren't able to go back to, but it, it's it's largely build on the success we had in twenty eighteen. Um, a highlight for next year is that we are finally after four years of looking able to take American flat track up into New England. Nice. It's been very close to my heart. I've spent a lot of time in New England down the years. Um, it's uh, an incredibly loyal, deep um, uh, culture of motorcycling up in New England, and I wanted to take the sport up there. So we have a date in the middle of June, I think June the 15th, during the um, Laconia uh, bike week, uh, where we will be taking American flat track to New England. That is a... Um, that's a big headline for us, and I think sometime in the next two weeks we will be able to announce full details of that once all the contracts are signed, but that's going to be a big that's deal. That's in New Hampshire, right? That is indeed in New Hampshire um, at, a, uh, a, at a venue that no one will have any difficulty finding. <laughs> uh, and, and like I say, as soon, as soon as we've got all the contracts signed up on that and we can release details, we'll be delighted to do that. So that's, that's big news for next year. The other news is we are going back to Southern California, um, now that we've got uh, renewed and increased interest um, from Puscabana and KTM, who are both based down there, and I think you're going to see um, at least two Japanese OEMs have a much higher profile on our grid next year. So we need a race in, in the backyard of, uh, of those OEMs and, and, and that biggest concentration of fans. So we're going to the, uh, to the Paris um, Speedway to do a half mile down there early in the season, which we're looking forward to. But otherwise, the... the, the um, the schedule builds on the successful events we had uh, this year, uh, including uh, our finale will be once again at the Meadowlands uh, Mile, which we've just come from a week ago, which I think all of our heads are still spinning. It was the best race of the year. Huge. Uh, both, both classes were hold your breath until the, until the checkered flag. Uh, we had a huge crowd of nearly 10,000 people, despite the fact the weather was lousy. Um, and the facility is probably the best in the country. So we were delighted to be there this year, and we will return there for our finale next six, year. Six miles, five half miles, four short tracks, five TTs, AFT singles. I mean, this is 18 total events, but, you know, the fans are going to follow you online, and NBC obviously is going to do the job that they've been doing for, for quite a while. You know, that's speed shifting into uh, the, the stratosphere, more than 3 million viewers. And that's those are huge numbers. You know, people like NBC and with declining numbers in other sports are looking just for this event. And uh, or this, this, is, this, is, this is a key. Um, there are very few national sports that are growing TV audience right. these days, um, uh, nor growing uh, ticket sales. And, and while we're a long, long way uh, down the ladder um, from NBA or NFL or any of these huge sports, we're growing. We're growing fast. Um, 
Uh, as you say, we broke 3 million viewers on, on NBC this year. We've still got um, a, a one more race uh, yet to go, so we might break um, three and a quarter million. And NBC are delighted. Uh, they, I think their expectations were limited uh, with us. I think they liked us. They liked the story. But um, but I think they saw it as a space filler right. <laughs> in, in year one. Um, and then they changed the, the scheduling for us this year to give us more prime time um, slots a weekend, and we grew the audience nearly fifty percent this year. That's crazy. And we're now in we're now in discussions with NBC about some pretty ambitious and aggressive um, scheduling improvements for next year to Good take it you. again to a wider and wider audience. So I'm I'm expecting to see um, strong double digit um, growth. Uh, in the audience again next year. So, Michael, real quick, are final, gonna, final question. Yeah, are we going to see any primetime live events? Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Very we clever. will. Right now, Michael's we will. smiling. Yeah, he's, well, he's smiling. Are you giving away a million dollars anytime soon? Yeah. <laughs> or two million, I should say. Or even 50 yeah, bucks. I'll take 10,000. I would, I would love to get to the level that... Um, Bells have taken Supercross to, and and you know I spent Saturday night at that Supercross event in Vegas, and I'm taking mental notes everywhere how they <laughs> organize themselves, the cadence of the show, the entertainment for the fans, the lighting, the audio, everything, and that's that's a benchmark for us. We've well, still got some way to go. If only you were excited about what you do, Michael. Good job out of you, my <laughs> friend. Best to your staff, and uh, thank you thank for you. joining us on the program. No, my pleasure. Always, guys. Always. Uh, Kicks off good, March fourteenth, Daytona TT. That's at the Daytona International Speedway in Florida. That's the uh, Daytona. Excuse me, the twenty nineteen American Flat Track schedule. You can find out more online at americanflattrack.com. We are running way l- late to break, so do me a favor, stand by. We'll be back. This is Pit Pass. This is uh, no- with the Lucky Land Slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.